Player 2, this is Player 1, plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2, plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. Episode 88 of the Plug and Play Podcast. My name is Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, minions. Yeah. Question mark. 88? 9? 233? No, it's 88. You got it. Alright, cool. So anyways, guys, um, Tim, what have you been up to this week? Um, not a whole lot to record a little bit late because of our mishap, so I got back from Reno, alright? Yeah. Um, but apparently, something about the trip wore my son out, and he had... He looked like crap. He had an epic fever. He, right from when he got back from Reno, slept for over 36 hours straight. <laughs> had a fever, but it ranged from 101 to spiked at one point 104, which got us really worried. I was gonna say, what what time, what point do you take a kid to the hospital? Uh, 104 is when you worry a lot. Um, we got a fever reducer and that took it down. Um, but he was literally just waking up, drinking a little bit of water, going to the bathroom, going back to sleep. The funny thing was he'd move around. He'd like sleep here and pick up his blanket, go sleep somewhere else. Really? But that's all he was doing, sleeping. Literally sleeping. He slept over a day. It was weird. So we worried about him. He had to stay home from school one day. Wow. But uh, the day he stayed home from school, at about 11, his fever broke and he perked up a bit. And I'm like, Dr. Tim's going to give him some alternative medicine. Oh, dear God. So we what did, did you do? We did an Adventure Time Monday. You're like, here's a beer, son. I got in big trouble with the wife for this, oh, by the I'm way. Oh, I'm sure you did. So, I'm surprised you're out here with us. We, uh, we, we went to the race car track. Yeah, down the road from me. And uh, they had just souped up the double-seater. Oh, dear God. So I was, like, lapping people. <laughs> and my son was just giggling as we go around corners. Like, I'm not even using the brakes at all. Yeah, you're we're, just like, fucking Literally, flying. we're peeling around corners. And he's like, <laughs> we love that. Um, and after that, we went and got some ice cream. And we went to Freddy's, got a um, like a superhero book that he could read. Oh, nice! And we did one other thing I can't remember at the moment, but okay. had a little Adventure Time Monday for him, and that cheered him up a lot. And then I went to work, and apparently, at like six o'clock, he just crashed again. Really? Because of all the activity I took out. <laughs> so I got in big trouble, like I said, but uh-huh. he had a great time, and I figured he rested for thirty-six hours, right? Yeah. So good father-son bonding moment. Should get out and do something. Um, really nothing else much of note for me. Yeah. So what you went up to? This week, um, I went to Magic Night for a few hours uh, for the first time in like three weeks. So how many um, hours do you play when you do that? Um, I usually call it around midnight, but some guys stay there until like 3 or 4 o'clock and in the morning. Uh, I get there around 6. Some guys are there when I already get there. Some guys get there from 5 and they'll stay till like 4. It's like 11 hours. I usually stay... Uh, 
I don't know six if my to midnight. That. So that's about six hours for me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not sitting down the whole entire time. If you're really shitty, you have to stand because we're out of chairs. So if you're really shitty, you just got to stand the whole time. So you just don't want to be really shitty. So uh, I think we played like three games in the six hours I was there. And uh, that's crazy. So we, I won one as a team and then lost two. Or, yeah, lost two, won one. Um, and then did a ton of yard work this weekend. Um, so next weekend I have to go back and pull all the weeds, which is going to be awesome. Didn't you uh, spray something that kills them? Yeah. You still have to pull them? Well, yeah. You what kind can... of bullshit weed killer is that? You should kill them. Yeah, but then they look dead disintegr- on the ground. Disintegrate them. Should, well, I'm, th- here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I'm just going to burn the whole property down. Just okay. It. Sounds good. So I'm getting sick and tired of that shit. Um, we're literally thinking about ripping out all of our shit this year and just putting in grass. I don't mind mowing. I hate fucking yard work, like weeding and crap. Um, so I think I've convinced the wife that we just need to do that. So that might be happening here pretty soon. Um, we went antique shopping because we're still looking for furniture for the living room. We still haven't got our end tables yet. Okay. Because we're being super freaking picky. It has to be mahogany. And uh, can't you refinish? We can. Um, I'm trying not to. Um, and we, what if you found the perfect piece, but it was we'd like, refinish it. Was it. Like cherry or whatever. We'd refinish it. But uh, the worst part is we're trying to find really old. Uh, drum tables and one that's called colonial style and they're very hard to find and when you find them they're usually pretty scratched up and they're still like $300 so um, yeah our living room's gonna be expensive and I'm still waiting on a goddamn garage door so I'm parking outside I saw that I didn't, yeah, I didn't connect sucks. the dots yeah, my garage door is done though. They alerted me so today. So does like UPS deliver your garage door? No, one of That'd my uncles, cool, one of my uncles Foreman does. I called one of my uncles that owns a, a sheetrocking company. It was like, I need a garage door. Didn't you one of your guys do grandma's garage door? He goes, yeah. So he had his buddy call me, that works for him, and uh, so he's gonna be picking up the garage door. I think Friday and doing it this weekend. But I'm not sure. So we'll see. Other than that, I've been working like no freaking other, and I am exhausted. So, well, fortunately, as you may have heard, we're in a, a brewery today, so so Zach can relax a little bit. Today we're at Railside Brewing in um, Hazeldale, Washington. Yep, Vancouver, basically. So you hear all the copyrighted music in the background. That's why. Yep, that's not us copywriting, even though we do put. Never mind. <laughs> So, uh, neither one of us has really had time to play a lot of games this week, huh? Well, I played a lot, but I didn't just play... Just one game. Just one game, and I guess it wasn't in big, long spurts. It was like five-minute spurts here and there. So, Minecraft. You found you found Minecraft and you just sunk your life into it, right? So, I'm definitely going to download Minecraft Pocket Edition and upload a video. Just so I can show you guys how shitty this game is. But anyways, no, I didn't play that. I've been playing Clash Royale. Um, and that thing is freaking addicting. And when I was at Magic Night... Have you spent any money on it? No. Okay. Um, I'm pissed that I spent the money on the Walking Dead game and not on this game, though. 
This game's way more playable. The game's it's bite size. There's three minutes a match max usually. That's cool. Um, Is that versus computer or versus another player? It's all against players. And nice. I, I've never had to wait for more than five seconds to get in a match. Uh, so it's really popular. It's a lot of fun. Um, what else about that game? I uh, oh I joined a clan. I was yep. a Magic Knight, and one of the guys is a co-leader in a clan on Battle Royale, so I got accepted does into it. Does your clan it. have a, a name or something? It does. North Wet. <laughs> so, is that the North West? North Wet. Well, it's appropriate today. Yep, it is very appropriate. It's pouring down right outside, guys. Um, so whenever I go into battle, I have this little green tree, or this little green shield mm-hmm. with a yellow tree in it, and it says North Wet. Right next to it. That's cool. So, yeah. It's pretty fun. Um, you can trade cards. Um, you can ask for request cards. People can gift you cards. And How people many people can... are in your clan, roughly? I don't know. Hold on. You oh, tell my... us about your video games, and then I will tell you how many people sure. are in my clan. I played a tiny bit of Just Cause 3. Oh, yeah? Which my kids like make fun of me endlessly as I die. Ah, okay. dad, because it says failed when you when you die. You okay. failed, daddy. failed. Um, but I've been blowing up stuff in that. On the plane on the way back, um, I'm kind of frustrated because I almost beat a portable game. But Ooh. I almost beat Super Mario 3D Land. Oh. But Bowser's kind of an asshole. <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't quite beat him yet. But I'm not sure if it's the actual true ending, but it's... Pretty close. I mean, it's, it's World 8 and it's Bowser and his castle. Okay. I just don't know if he like flies away in his airship and there's another level after that. Yeah. Or, so it may or may not be the last level. Okay. Um, then I also picked up, I believe I talked about it when we had it on release, is uh, Day of the Tentacle, which is um, that LucasArts adventure yeah. game. And so far I've only downloaded it to my Vita, but it's cross-buy, which is awesome. I love Sony that does this. Hmm. Um, I've never seen Nintendo do this, probably. Yeah. Well, maybe with the NX, but for example, I had to buy Earthbound again for 3DS, even though I already have it on Wii U. Same game. Um, but anyway, for Day of the Tentacle, um, I haven't got that far in it, and two things have stuck out to me. Um, one is, it's really cool, you can switch from the original graphics to the remastered graphics on the fly. Okay. And the sound, actually, too. Hmm. And they're very similar, but noticeably different. Um, one's like letterbox on the sides, for example, and the other's full screen. Okay. Um, and then the sound's all tinny, of course, on the old version. Yeah. But it still looks good and charming. Like, you could totally play the old version if you wanted to. Um, but yeah, one button, boom, boom, switch, switch. It's kind of cool. Huh. The other thing that I really, really stuck out to me is how far adventure games have come. Like, playing Telltale games. Like, it's just it's kind insane. of... It's insane. They, they remastered it, the graphics, the sound, but they didn't change the systems, really. Yeah. So, like, if you want to put a key in a lock, you have to go into your inventory, go through... Pick up the key, no. scroll, scroll through, find use, drag it. I mean, it's just it's a, it's a long process. And that's just you know the evolution of games, but it makes it a little hard to go back to. And they have made it a little easier by putting it in a wheel for the commands. Okay, but um, it's still not super simple. No, um, it's definitely a little bit of a drag when you're used to like Telltale or yeah, um, Life is Strange or those kind of games. But it's still a really fun story, good voice acting, um, and if I leave it on my Vita, I'll play it before I go to bed, so maybe I'll leave it there and not even play it on PS4. Nice. I'll see. 
that's all I really had time for this week. Okay. Well, just so you know, there can only be 50 members in the clan on okay. Clash Royale, and we have 26. Um, we have a weekly donation of 816 cards. I joined last Saturday, and I've donated 58 cards. Nice. Um, which is pretty good. Um, so you're a member in high standing. Yeah, I guess. Except for nobody knows who the hell I am, so it's fine. But they're all from the Northwest, if you could guess by the name Northwest. So it's pretty cool. Um, it's fun. It's just a quick, stupid, mindless little so game. So the clan just basically gives you a place to trade cards? Yeah, and people, you can ask tips for people and stuff like that. And oh, you can so do like friendly battles and stuff. Yeah, there's a chat. And you That's can do cool. friendly battles. So you can hit, like, when you're in your clan uh, options, you can hit, like, friendly battle and they'll, like, post out to everybody that's online currently that you want to battle and people can accept and stuff like that. So, it's pretty fun. I enjoy it. Um, so, yeah. That's what I've been up to. So, Tim, did you listen to last week? I did. Did, I re- you, did you like that little Tech Talk thing? That was pretty cool. We have a new intro for Tech Talk. We, Thank we, you. I, I think we probably can't use that, but we probably should find something else. But yeah, there was some copyrighted stuff in there, but that was kind of fun. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Just something to throw in there. So we got to come up with a Tech Talk intro. But anyways, Tim, that is what time of the week it is right now, is Tech Talk. It is time for Tech Talk. You tried turning it off and on again. Off and on again. Off and on again, have you tried turning it off and on again? That normally does the trick. Do you know about pressing control alt delete? Control alt delete. Control alt delete. Do you know about pressing control alt delete? Is that of any use to you at all? Oh, is that of any use to you at all? So, actually, conversation with you um, sparked my topic for this week's tech talk okay and i'm not going to go on and on well i might end up going on and on but i want to gauge you in this conversation okay let's do this let's talk earbuds oh shit so you've had some issue with earbuds this week you listen to a lot of podcasts i listen 10 to 12 hours a day of audio that's insane and i have gone through six to eight earbud sets since the beginning of the year. Well, it's important to note what kind of earbuds. Skull Candy Inked 2.0. So, it's officially time for you to stop buying that brand. So, okay, now, in my defense, they have a basically no questions asked return policy. Okay. So, if you pay shipping, they will give you a free online code (laughs) to ship you another free set. But now, here's a problem. Their twenty dollar headset when they go on sale is when I usually buy them, mm-hmm. and the shipping is more than what I am paying for the fucking headset. So no, I have officially really decided that I'm not going to send them back. The six that are sitting in my drawer at my desk. Can you send all six? Not in one. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah. They they know they have crap. The yeah. fact that they have that. So, that's what uh, that's what I am currently at. All right. So. Um, my last pair did eventually break, but I've been going at home mostly with uh, Seinhausers. Okay. Is that how you pronounce it? Um, I usually wait till they're on sale. They're usually kind of expensive. Yeah, but, usually like 60, 70 bucks. But they're really high quality. Um, eventually, one of the wires like broke for a while. It, like I could hear out of the right, not the left. Okay. It was just a connection that broke. Um, but they lasted forever. And I don't know what they do with the cords, but they don't tangle as much. Huh. As my other earbuds. So, I brought along a little assortment of some of my current earbuds. 
He has and three black cases in front of so, him. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. No white, red, or blue cases. They're so all black. I want to talk about the type of earbuds you can usually find. You can actually find earbuds now at a dollar store. Yeah. You could literally buy earbuds for a buck, which is kind of amazing. Um, if you go like back to the 90s, how much you have to pay for earbuds. Earbuds were expensive back then. Um, moving up from that, I feel like you've got... I don't know, your generic store brand. Skullcandy. <laughs> Skullcandy might be one tiny step above that. Yeah. Um, what I consider the next tier is like phone um, earbuds. Like your Samsung. So I actually like my Samsungs a lot. Um, for what they are, I just lost my silicon under the table. I haven't had the um, wires fray yet. Okay. And the silicon inserts are nice. So what you're saying is I maybe should pull out my Samsung ones out of my phone case and bring them to work with me for backups. I think you should try those. Um, mine have been lasting. I'm still using my... This is What I'm holding right now is my S7 earbuds. Okay. And I'm not using them yet because my S5 still works great. Um, the other those will last me a week. With your usage pattern, I kind of believe you. <laughs> um, like I said, the Sennheiser is really nice. Um, yeah. I have a pair that I, t I kind of baby and I keep in my case of uh, Dr. Dre's Beats. And okay. They have kind of a weird flat cable. They do. And they also have a really interesting... What the hell is that? Just their sound chamber. It looks twice as long as normal ones. So I don't know what's going on there, but it delivers Does really... Does it sound as good as your Sennheiser? It actually better? sounds better, because I don't have the top-line Sennheisers. Okay. Um, for people who really go into like audio quality, yeah. um, Bose or Bose, or whatever the hell you call it, seems what people go for, yeah. but those are like... 200 bucks. Yeah, yeah. for earbuds, which yeah. seems insane to me. Which I might end up spending, but we'll see. The other pair that I brought along is um, Weston, or Weston. What the hell? And these are what I, I work out with. Um, and what's cool about them is they have a braided cord, uh huh, um, which you can't tangle really. It's it's nice. But what about breaking? Um, it's still a wire inside, so if you bend it, it off break. enough, it's gonna break. Um, there isn't a way around that that I know of. Um, anything. So the maybe pro the problem is even if you have the best sheath around it, it doesn't bend a lot. The wire inside is still bending it right now, man. And at some point, metal... Will break. Yeah, unless, I don't know, maybe gold is different or something if you had some kind of... So what you're saying is I need gold earbuds. Well, you're going to keep replacing them. Even my Sennhausers, which did last over two years, which is their warranty period. And these are actually the ones I went to bed with, so I would list, I, I fall asleep to podcasts. Yeah. But, you know, they're in my ears, so I toss and turn and yeah. probably do horrible things to my earbuds. But they still lasted over two years. So, so we have Weston, we have Weston, Dr. Dre. They, they also have the uh, the loops that attach over my ears so, oh, okay. I, so I can run with them. Yeah. Um, and they have a really nice uh, kind of sideways design for the ear. Yeah, that's kind of cool. You can't see this, listening to this, but um, this is my workout pair. Your Dr. Dre's do look pretty sick, though. They are. Um, they heard like 250 when they came out. I think they're much cheaper now. Yeah, they're actually cheaper they're also, than Sine, Seinhauser. They're, they're also Amazon. first generation, so I don't really know what Dr. Dre Beats run Quality for now. Quality now. Oh, I think the call is still up there. But well, they're bought out by somebody now. Is it Monster? Yeah, maybe. Um, Could be. So I can't speak to the current build, but I'm happy with the ones I have. All right. Um, but you are going to run into that problem of wires bending eventually. 
So if you guys what aren't... you might consider is I know you don't like um, the charging aspect, but if you've got Bluetooth with no wires and maybe had a couple pairs and just swapped them out, because that's the problem. Is well, the, there's not going to be so any, expensive, but there's not going to be any wires to bend. Yeah, except now. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. So if you have a couple pairs. Or Can you turn them on independently? I don't need both right and left ears at the same time. Well, like the Kickstarter I showed you a while ago, you had the option of buying one or two. What well, fuck? So I would, if I were you, maybe look into Bluetooth. Yeah, I gotta find something that lasts for at least five to six hours. Though. So I went to buy two pairs. That's the problem. The problem with that is to miniaturize the battery technology isn't there yet to give you a 10 hour like you are a user that doesn't really have a market like there's no. not enough people like you for people to design something I know. That, that meets your needs the problem with mine is it sits in my pocket is I'm bending over to pick up boxes or I'm jumping on and off my forklift or sitting on the forklift or I standing I think Bluetooth up. makes a lot of sense for you yeah. it probably does I, I probably need to look more into that cool that's this week's tech talk we will follow up with what the hell I end up buying. So, guys, we asked you guys a question last week. Yeah, we did. And last week's question was, do you even me, me Tomo? Come on. Well, <laughs> do you me and Do you me Tomo? <laughs> or actually, the real question was, will you try out me Tomo, or do you feel it isn't for you? So we had two people write into us um, off of our website over at PluginPlayGamer.com. Blake Greer um, wrote in, says, I'm liking it, but the content app... Content on the app seems really thin. Yep. You can dress up your me and answer questions. That's pretty much it. Yep. And then uh, Jonathan Caleb says, well, I'm about to try Miimote, and I think I think it's not my type of game, but I'll try it out. I mean, it's Nintendo's first mobile game. Yeah. So, it's very true. Jonathan, if you uh, follow us on Twitter at Plug and Play Cast, make sure to friend me and... Um, we can trade cat stories or whatever questions come up. Or follow me at the underscore dark Don't legend. Don't do it. It's a trap. And I will sweep nothing into your Your Mitomo character is creepy. It's not creepy. No, it's creepy. No, it's not. He just really likes to watch you sleep. And wear your skin as a hat. And wear your skin. Actually, it's wear your face as a mask. Well, you know, whatever. So... Anyways, guys, we're going to be right back with our tasty treats. Um, stay tuned. Tomb Raider, the tune invade your brain. Get in away and you'll make it taste the pain. A sports a game, always in its hard fact. And the game became a sport and its name was Starcraft. Kids used to play with dolls in a house. The Sims is the same, but control with a mouse, yeah. Open worlds about ready 3D. Hey, Matilda, Elder Scrolls, and GTA. Wait till you see the scale of the monsters and bosses. That you face in Shadow Wars, the Colossus. Things are getting bigger, more decision, more maps. Millions of simultaneous players in Warcraft. All the people, so many people, see a whole family can get involved. And we sports and more people means more money, more flair. The big blockbusters can't mod them warfare. Even more people, more freedom, more indie games. Limbo, Fez, Super Meat Boy, Brave. Revolutionizing gameplay and mind blast constructing infinite destructible worlds. Minecraft gaming on the telephone. Yes, I know it sounds absurd. Fruit Ninja, Farmville, Reverse. When gamers came along, the planet laughed at us. But this is gaming in the future, man. You haven't heard the last of us. Dismissing Hey guys, and thank you for tuning back in. This is a uh, podcast still, apparently. Um, sure. 
It's not Rebel FM. Well, it's not Rebel FM. It's not Giant Bomb. We don't have Jeff Bacalar here. That's too bad. That'd be fun. I, I'd do a taste of tree with him. I would do a taste of tree with Bacalar. That'd be pretty cool. But anyways, guys, uh, our tasty treat of this week is the Last Card Double Red IPA from Railside Brewing. It is a double red IPA. has a burnt copper color with a touch of roasted malt to complement the copious amount of Summit hops. It's got an IBU of 75 and ABV of 7.2. Not bad. Not bad. Although the, the board right in front of us says 8.2. So that's wrong. One of them was wrong. It's either 7.2 or 8.2. It has a rating of a zero on this website, too. That website's full That website's full of shit because it's definitely a 10 out of 10. It's pretty good. It is actually pretty good. Well, cheers. All right, so now we've had our tasty treats. I want their growler. Why? Oh, it is pretty cool. That's pretty freaking cute. It's very tall. It's very, very tall. It's 40 bucks, dude. Oh, shit. Never mind. All right, so it's time to kick Kick it. it. All right, Tim. Um, so let me kick us off this week, guys. I have Clash of the Battle Goats. That is right. Coming from Clash Royale. Or no, wrong Clash, sir. Oh, that's You're- true. This one has no e after it. This is Clash of the Battle Goats, feeding off of their last year's Kickstarter, Gruff, a tactical card game of unstoppable monster goats. Hi, my name is Brent Critchfield. I'm the designer of a brand new tactical combat card game called Clash of the Battle Goats. See, once upon a time, the three Billy Goats Gruff were trying to cross a bridge when they got stopped by this horrible troll that wanted to eat him. Well, the goats outsmarted the troll, knocked him off the bridge and killed him. And when that happened, the world realized the military value of monster goats. So you've become the shepherd of woe and using black magic, foul science and forbidden breeding practices, you transformed your herd into the ultimate team of fighting goats. Clash is a game for two players where you create your own custom team of mutant monster goats. Each of these goats comes with a deck of cards that represent their abilities and tactics. Shepherds will take a few cards from each gruff to make their deck. Players take turns launching attacks at each other, but when you attack your opponent, he gets to take his entire turn to try to respond to what you're doing. He might dodge out of the way and launch an attack right back at you, creating a constant state of attack and counterplay. Clash is a standalone two-player game. You can open up the box and immediately start playing with a friend, or you can combine it with our other game, Gruff, to unlock new deck building options and multiplayer modes. This game is a great entry point into the world of Gruff. It is streamlined, so it's faster and more visceral and easier to learn for new players, as well as providing new deck modification options that you didn't have in the original game. Thanks for your support. It's going to be awesome to play with you. They are looking for $10,000. They're $11,741, so they're $1,741 above their goal with 335 backers, 28 days to go. Hailing from the great state of Texas, Austin, Texas, to be uh, exact, for $1 you get a thank you, for $20 you get the gamer tier, get Clash, get a physical copy of the complete game set right to you, you also get all stretch goals that are unlocked in this campaign. Up to $75 you get the Gruff tier, Clash plus Gruff, plus the uh, Clash play mat, which would be fucking cool for Magic Knight, a bonus pack of 48, Clash orange sliders, and all stretch goals are unlocked in the Clash campaign and the Gruff campaign. Moving all the way up to the top tier, $1,000 sheltered tier. Get all the content in Alpha Gamer tier. 
and you will collaborate with Studio Woe team to create a shepherd base on your name and design to appear in future Gruff compatible games. So that means that Gruff is not the only one. Clash is not the only one. They're continuing on at $250. You get the Alpha Gamer Tier. A physical Alpha copy of Clash will be sent right to your door immediately after the campaign ends. And at fulfillment date, you will also get the final copy of Clash, all Clash stretch goals, the Clash 2 player play mat, both Clash 1 player play mats, and play sets of sliders in eight different colors. You also get an original hand drawn and inked gruff drawing by Virginia Critchfield. What about you, Tim? All right, so my kick it this week is, um, let me pull it up. Fear Effect Sedna. Did you play Fear Effect back on the PlayStation 1? No. Do you remember hearing about it? No. It was probably too scary. No, it's actually not a horror game. It's called Fear Effect, but it's more like uh, cyberpunk, like dystopian future kind of. I don't know. Like Like adventure. It looked a lot like um, Tomb Raider in some ways, but completely different setting. Had a bunch of female characters. there was some tactical sneaking around action, like Metal Gear, sort of. Huh. But also a lot of shooting, like the Laura Croft games. Okay. Um, there was Fear Effect, there was Fear Effect 2, and then the series just kind of stopped. So, um, Kind of like uh, the PlayStation one. Shenmue. Oh, see, that's not PlayStation originally. That's Dreamcast. That's, that's going true. even further back. Uh, but, yeah. Kinda, it was all a dream back Kind of like that. So, this is interesting. Um... Square Enix has this thing where they are allowing developers to take their old IP, like Fear Effect, and make a game about it, but the, the thing is, they have to come up with the capital. Huh. Okay. So one of the original designers is on board, and um, they are ki- trying to kickstart this game, and I'm going to go ahead and let them talk about it a little bit right now. Well, it's been a while. We all had something else to do, far away from any contractor anything related to a conspiracy. I had enough of all this shit. I'm better in just taking care of myself. But, well, soldiers always remain soldiers. That's what this guy said a few days ago when I just met him by accident. I know I should remember his face, but for now, I just can't. I just look at the item he left behind him and I have no other clues than this. There's a track to follow here. I know I need to be part of the hunt. Is it the cold or the adventure? My heart is beating fast again. Do you remember that feeling? The fear effect is back. Developed and designed from half a world away, a French team called Sushi has decided to call back Hannah, Rain, Deke, and Glass in a brand new adventure that will bring them from the hot streets of Hong Kong to the cold world of Greenland. In Fear Effect Sedna, you'll have the pleasure to get back to this particular atmosphere you loved in the previous games. Fear and darkness melted into a technological, futuristic world. And this amazing team, too, that will meet new characters and a new culture, the Inuit mythology. With Sushi, 
Fear Effect Sedna will achieve a mutation in its gameplay, making it even more immersive and nerve-wracking. The game will use isometric view and will be more tactics than action-focused, while staying dynamic and nerve-wracking with two key elements to manage. Your health bar, of course, but also your stress level for the very first time in Fear Effect. The team has grown up with Fear Effect and all these games that brought incredible new ways to play and strong characters throughout the years, and cares about keeping the Fear Effect identity while adding their own story and experience to this amazing license. For this, they count on their own knowledge of experienced game designers and developers, but also on some great helping hands that you might recognize. Hi, I'm John Zuer Platten, writer, director, and producer of the original Fear Effect. I was extremely fortunate to be part of an amazingly talented team when we created the game for the first generation PlayStation. Since then, I've continued to write, direct, and design video games for almost every platform, and I meet people all the time that ask me, when is there going to be another Fear Effect? And my answer has always been, I'm just not sure. But a bit of magic happened, and now my answer is soon. The talented team at Sushi asked me to be part of their reboot to bring Fear Effect back to a new generation of gamers. They are passionate and dedicated, and they have the skills to create a game that fans of the original Fear Effect have been waiting literally years to get their hands on. When we created Fear Effect, we took a lot of chances. The game was this weird blend of cyberpunk dystopia with ancient mythologies, cell shader anime-inspired art, adult themes, and heroes who were frankly morally ambiguous. It was a unique vision, and one that will form the foundation of the new title, Fear Effect Sedna. I'm excited to visit some old and lethal friends. I hope you are as well, and can help us bring Hannah, Glass, Deke, and Rain to a whole new legion of fans. Thanks! And of course, they count on you to make Fear Effect come back to life again thanks to this Kickstarter campaign. Is your heart beating fast again? Alright, so you got to hear a little bit about their thoughts for the game. Um, the biggest difference is it's an isometric top-down view as opposed to, I think it was third person over the shoulder, or I'm pretty sure it was. Um, and it's focusing a lot more on the, the sneaking and tactical aspect of it. But there's still combat, so um, take a look at the video if you can, um, see if it's something interests you. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm. It's kind of cool they're bringing it back, but they're asking for a lot of money, first of all. They've got 30 days to go. Um, they are asking for $114,106. Holy shit. They already have 500 backers at $16,851. Um, it sounds like they're developing for PC, but I read through really fast and I couldn't tell exactly. The graphics look like it could potentially run on an iPad. Um, so I'm wondering if it's mobile or PC. Okay. I do know that one of their stretch goals is to have a PS4 version. Okay. But it sounds like initially they're developing either mobile or PC, and I'm not sure about that. Maybe I missed where it says. Um, it says you get a digital game copy. That's crazy. But it doesn't really say the platform that I can read. Um, so let's talk about backer levels. Um, this is all in pounds, but I'm going to convert to USD because I'm an American and I'm arrogant like that. Uh, for $17, um, you get a limited amount of uh, this level. You get an early pre-order. You get a digital game copy at a lower price for the early backers. 
Um, and then it goes up to uh, 21 after those uh, okay. limited ones come out. Um, the next jump is about $40 USD. You get costume packs. You get the game plus 40 costumes for your characters to use in the mission mode. So if you're into dressing up your girls in different outfits, you want to be killing people in a maid costume or whatever, there's your, there's your level. Uh, next is the Digital Collector's Edition, which comes with a digital game copy, a digital OST, one digital art book, and the costumes pack. You also get your names and credits. Jumps huge from there, up to $171 oh. USD. Physical goodies pack. You get the Digital Collector's Edition, all the other digital stuff, plus a physical OST and a physical art book. Um, I'm just going to skip ahead to the top. Yeah, what's the number one tier, Tim? $5,705. I want everything. So, you'll get everything. The digital collector pack, the physical collector pack, a guard and a room designed by you, a unique piece of artwork, and the chance to party with the team. I want also $5,605 back. Yeah, that's a little ambitious. Um, no one has backed that level. I wonder why. Um, I, I don't know. I, it looks cool. Check out the gameplay video. Um, I'm... Square Enix is kind of smart to do it this way because they'll see if there is still really a market for yeah. this old franchise of uh, Fear Effect. They have a cool concept um, as far as the setting, as you might have heard in the video. Um, but yeah, I thought this was interesting. I don't know if I'm behind this project, but uh, Fear Effect Sedna, check it out if you uh, are sweet. If it sounds interesting to you. That's our kick it segment. I mean, it's time to move on to game industry news, events, and game releases. I'll start us off with uh, some game releases. So, Dark Souls 3, uh, April 12th will finally be out. That is today. I think everywhere. Uh, PS3, yeah, it's PS3. finally not only in Japan. It had a weird release. Uh, PS4, Xbox One. The Destiny Spring update rolls out for everything uh, today as well. And I almost had this in my hands due to a shipping screw up on my part. My mother-in-law in the house with my copy of Ratchet and Clank for PS4. This is a remastered. I'm proud to announce Tim's mother-in-law is a new owner of Ratchet and Clank. No, I'll get it tomorrow, but she's in Battleground. I'm down here. Um, I could have stopped by and got it for you today. Did you know this was coming out? Fallout 4, Wasteland Workshop DLC. I think I've heard something about it, but no, I did this not know it was coming out This completely flew under my radar. No. I didn't know, know there was another piece of DLC coming out right after an Automatron. Yeah, Automatron. So, whatever... I think it's boom, boom, boom. So I think like in two weeks another one comes out. That's a little too fast. I think it should spread it out a bit. But there's like no content to them whatsoever. This is literally just like add-ons for like you can fucking now do a workshop. Alright, well, so, there you go. Get yeah. your workshop. Get your workshop on. And then lastly, we have Bravely Second End Layer for 3DS, which was a sequel to the hit... Um, Bravely Default? Bravely Default, yes. Thank nice. you. Nice. So there'll be a lot of people excited for that one. So instead of Bravely 1, they're like, ah, oh, fuck it. Yeah, we're getting into dangerous, almost like Kingdom Hearts naming territory here. Yeah. Bravely Second and Lair. Yep. Those are words you've probably never seen together in English language before. Probably. But hey, the game looks pretty cool. So we've got some news, Zach. Why don't you uh, take that away first? All right, guys. So before we go any further, we have a Titanfall 2 uh, trailer that was just teased today. Is that something that would play well over audio or not? I don't know. Let's find out. People like you always want to be the hero. The problem with being a hero is 
You have to be willing to die for what you believe in. If I were you, I wouldn't try so hard. You'll live longer. So, as you guys can obviously see and hear in the video, there are swords attached to your titans nowadays. Swords. Swords. Sweet. So, there's going to be sword combat in Titan 2, or at least that's what's rumored. Um, it looks pretty fucking cool. Is it still multiplayer only? Um, no, single camp player campaign as well. They really needed that. That's what's got me enticed. I might actually buy this one again. I already bought Titanfall. Okay. So. Cool. Yep. And being released right alongside of it was Gears of War 4. Um, not, well, not, not alongside. Not released at the same time, but a trailer came out. Yeah, but a trailer came out. So, here we go. Hopefully this audio works too. We'll just uh, we'll play uh, Mad World because that's their song, right? Exactly. Yep. All around me are familiar faces, worn out places, worn out faces, bright and early for the daily races. So, um, after 29 years of being out, a new punch club. Secret. Punch Out, not Punch Club. You always confuse those two. That's true. Punch Out's the Nintendo game. Punch Club is the tiny Punch club. Out's what I try to do to people when I get too drunk. Punch Club is where I go and I get punched. But anyways, there was a new secret revealed for Punch Club this week. Punch Out! Punch Out this week. I'm about ready to get punched out. If you say Punch Punch Club one more time. Go ahead, say Punch Club one more time. Punch Club. Alright, Zach's on the floor bleeding now. Exactly. So this is, a, what, a 30-year-plus game? Yeah. And people are just still discovering, like, a secret way to beat it? Yeah. Um, New secrets in it. That's pretty cool. I, I'm wondering who's playing it obsessively, or how do they discover the secret? I'm thinking what they're doing is they're probably going through the code of the game now. Oh, that's And uh, trying to find it. Just like uh, the guy went through the code of Super Mario World 2, I believe it was and found that if you hit the right controller buttons at the right time, it actually glitched the game and turned it into Flappy Bird. What? Yeah. So instead of having an actual Flappy Bird in the Super Mario game, what it did is it uh, unlocked and rewrote to the RAM of the hard drive, or the disk drive, or not disk drive, of the cartridge of the Super Nintendo. <laughs> Gave Mario the swimming animation and made him move like Flappy Bird. The guy took an hour and a half to put the key combinations in using just the controller, or 35 seconds using a uh, Arduino. Okay. So. So did he actually sit there and do all the button presses himself? Yeah, there's actually a twitch of him actually sitting there and doing every single button press by himself. It took him like an hour and a half to two hours. And he remembers all those presses? I think, yeah, because you don't know if he did it correctly or wrong until the very end. That's crazy. Yeah. So, that was a few weeks ago. This is a level of obsession that I will never have. No. I don't have the patience to sit there and go through the code. Not like that. So, unless you guys have anything else... That was it, really. Um, it's time for our question of the week. So, 
thinking to all the games you grew up with as a kid, what would you today? Uh, let me start over. Ratchet and Clank got released. What would you punk, punch club? <laughs> Ratchet and Clank got re-released as a, and uh, Tay the Tentacle got re-released this this week, last week. And then we've got a new um, version of Fear Effect coming out, and we're finding secrets in old Punch Out, out. games. Punch Club is by Tiny Build. What game series would you like to see come back somehow? Zelda. See, that's it's always been there. There's, I mean, there's good ones, there's bad ones, but Zelda keeps coming out. I'm talking about something coming back that hasn't been out for a while. What would you like to see come back? So, to get a short answer to my question, what game or game series that has not had a new release? What old game series do you want to see brought back to life? Mm-hmm. I've got something in mind. I don't know if you played this because you started with Super Nintendo. We 64. 64. You that was the first one I owned. You definitely didn't play this one. What? Blaster Master. That sounds so familiar. It was a cool little game. You're like this kid and you find this underground network of caves and you find this awesome ATV that sort of looks like the thing from Moon Patrol. Yeah. It's got a turret on it. And yeah. you like, it's just awesome. Okay. I would have to say Star Fox. Well, you're in luck, good sir. <laughs> next, I forgot about that shitty remake. Next week, Star Fox comes out for Wii U. Is that next week? Yeah, I've actually got it ordered. Do you? You want to come over and play it? You can. Alright, look, we're here I am, making dreams come true. Yep. Tim, the dream maker. But enough about us and our stupid dreams. What old series would you like to see come back? And then more about us and our old stinky dreams. Guys, don't forget to check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Twitter, you. Nope, wait. Twitter and Instagram at plug and play cast. YouTube.com forward slash plug and play gamer. And check us out at plug and play gamer.com where you guys can answer this week's question. Check out our review of Railside Brewing's beers. Um, and check out our Kick It segment. Check out a great article from Jess about copyright um, infringement. Like people using the uh, copyright system on YouTube to pull down videos. Or it's nonsense. Um, She's also got some great gameplay videos from Golden Axe Warriors and another game that starts with an L that I can't remember, but it was cool. Um, She got some great Let's Play videos, and Zach's got his uh, mobile games reviews and all sorts of great stuff. Yep. Oh, so, Jesse's video. Oh, yeah. Jesse's got a new video out, guys. And it's pretty funny. Which one's the newest one? Which one's That's the one where his kids and him were having an FPS battle in the backyard. Right. That was hilarious. It's called uh, Relatable Parenting 2. So, check that out, guys. Um, and until next week on episode 89, not 69, but 89, of the Plug and Play podcast, don't forget to prime and shine.